What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. Welcome to Atlanta Baseball Talk, show number 491. Today is Wednesday, October 7th, 2020, and my name is Steve. I'm joined by both Hammy and Curtis. And folks, please help out the show by telling your friends, sharing links, and writing reviews. If you do, one through six in the lineup tomorrow takes selfies. <laughs> you know, they keep doing it. Like, yeah, it's yes. just awesome. Just Freddy. <laughs> You'll just take a Freddy Homer tomorrow? Yeah, a Freddy selfie. That's all I want. Even if he just gets a double and takes a selfie. <laughs> I would give him a selfie for a double. A hard hit single. I got you. A oh, dribbler. <laughs> a gork. Get on base. In tonight's show, it is game two of the NLDS against the Marlins, and we will break it all down. But first, a quick break. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. All right, before we get into the Game 2 victory and commanding mm-hmm. to the nothing lead on the Marlins. Yes. Um, in his pregame press conference today, Don Mattingly, you know, gaslighting around the whole hitting, uh, beaning Acuna thing brings up Acuna's slide into Miguel Rojas in game one and says it was dirty because it was above the knee. So, Ham, do you think it was dirty? Uh, I don't know. I mean... Do you think there was intent? I Maybe that's the question, right? Do you think that he really, look, I'm pissed about getting hit, and I'm going to go in, I'm going to break up this play, it's baseball, but I'm also going to get, you know get a little spikes in. I really want to think no. I want to think that um, he was feeling overly aggressive, angry, um, and that as he came in, I don't think there was intent to harm, but there was an intent to come inside, right? To clear, you know, he has a right to take the base and sort of take out the second baseman as he slides in a little bit. Sure. And and that, you know, maybe in the, with the speed of it, his foot came up a little bit more than it should have. Um, I, I, I don't think it was completely innocent, to be honest. I really don't. And I don't know if I blame him. I mean, it ended up not being – it wasn't a dirty play. I mean, it wasn't well, like, It wasn't like, even yeah. dirtier I mean, than Rojas throwing a – get hit. Hurt, yeah. You know. It wasn't any dirtier than getting hit by 97-mile-an-hour fastball on purpose. I mean, look, I think that it could very legitimately – he just, you know, was unable to sort of control his body or wasn't sort of thinking about his legs, and it happened. He also may have been trying to get a lick in, 
Mm-hmm. I kind of don't care. Now, look, that's easy for me to say because it's my guy and I don't care. And he was just hit. Um, I, you know, the thing that pisses me off is it's just more of Mattingly not taking any responsibility for what his team's doing and trying to go, hey, look over there. What about that? You know who does that? A loser. A loser <laughs> does that. A guy who's down 0-2? Yes. That, Losers talk like that. Curtis, anything else to add? Um, no, I think it was done with intent. Um, and I frankly don't have a problem with it. I mean, if, again, we talked about it yesterday, if they're going to continue to throw at him and the, the, the Braves are going to be refused the right of retaliation, then what else can he do? Um you know, I mean, it's old school baseball. Right. Johnny Ty, Baseball should love it. Yeah. Ty, didn't Ty Cobb used to sharpen the spikes on his yeah. cleats so he That's could. That's right. So the story football. goes. Yes. Um, so, you know, that's just part of it. And Ham's right. I mean, if Mattingly wants it one way, he doesn't get to have it another way. If it's either going to be this type of baseball or it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, just. It, it's not necessary, though. The only reason I wish he wouldn't do it only because it's not necessary. I mean, Curtis, I'm with you. I'm not saying that I'm against it, you know, and, or challenging what you're saying, but like, w- we don't need to do that. Just beat him. Just and don't get and don't hurt yourself. Don't get suspended for the next game. Don't take the risk. Take it out on the scoreboard. Yeah, know? which for the most part they're doing, right, Kurt? I mean, I know you had said, you know, they're not taking retaliation. I think it. I think they're playing it smart. Don't get kicked out of the game. Sure, they're of gonna- course, or get suspended or something yeah. where you end yeah. up missing um, more games. I, I, you guys talked about it. I didn't really talk about it yesterday, but I frankly didn't like all this stuff afterward, all the tweets and everything like that. I mean, I, I just let's just play baseball. Let's just get through it. I, I don't like. Obviously, I don't like the the uh, Marlins continuing to throw it. Ronald Acuna, um, but I don't like you know I, I don't I don't think that it needs all this response. What do you think so, about the bat flip? I I don't have any problem with that. I mean I I, I think that that is part of uh, you know sort of celebration now, and so I, get the guy out. You know I mean you don't have to throw him. In. And so tomorrow, if they're losing big, are they going to go head hunting at Acuna? A thousand percent they are. I mean, I'm expecting it. If if they're down, like if if you know, if it's essentially over, yes, I think they'll hit guys. Hmm. Shot so, in the dark. Yeah. All right. So to game two, much interesting drama heading into this game, right? What would happen with Acuna after Monday's drama? How would Ian Anderson fare in his second postseason start? And how would the Marlins perform in what is as close to a must-win game as there is that's not an an elimination game, right? So let's answer all those questions and walk through it. So Ian Anderson is not particularly sharp to start the game. The uh, Aguilar single was on a fastball that had a lot of the plate. Ball four to Anderson missed badly. He got out of it unscathed, but it did take him 24 pitches to do it. So, you know. Look, he didn't look out of his depths or like everything, you know, the train was completely going to go off the tracks, but it was not an amazing first inning for him. No, but as they have been, right? Like, I mean, his start, that's if he's, if he's shaky, it's always in the first. Yeah. Yeah. He also said that he was more nervous today than he probably has been yet. 
Yeah, I hadn't seen that. Okay, interesting. So bottom of the first, nothing doing. Acuna strikes out on three pitches, swinging through a changeup for that third strike. He didn't look great doing it, honestly. And, just, you know, not to spoil things, but Acuna had a grim day. Yes, yeah. a sign of things to come. Trying to hit seven run homers every single time he was up there. And look, as, as greedy as I am with this series, I not only wanted a win, I wanted Acuna to inflict, like, huge damage on the Marlins today in the a very public sort of F.U. kind of game, you know? You think it got they got in his head? I, I do, honestly. I think he wanted that so badly. He... He got himself in his own head. Not that he was worried about pitches coming inside, but that he just over, he just tried too hard. That, that's what I think. Yeah, I don't think it was about worried about getting hit. I think it was he wanted to hit a three-run homer every time up. Right. And he struck out four times today doing it. So, And yeah. would have struck out a fifth if he'd had another at-bat. Right, if, if only the game had gone on. Yeah. Uh, so top two, Anderson bounces back nicely. Two strikeouts and a ground out. Third will... 13 pitches total. Uh, both strikeouts were swinging through his changeup. You know, my God, when that weapon is working, it is as good as it gets. With it's that. crazy that's a pitch that he didn't even come to professional baseball with. Right. Yeah, that's right. I don't know if you saw the post game, but DOB asked him about that. And he's like, yeah, I started working on it when I got to professional ball. It's just nuts. So bottom of the second, the Braves get on the board. Like, don't throw a fastball on the inside of the plate to Damsby. Yeah. He's going to crush it. And he did. Uh, Braves lead one zip. Damsby's second homer in as many days. And honestly, that seems like a very good development for the offense. Especially since one through six can't hit. Right. Exactly. Well, someone's got to hit. Exactly. Um, so top three, Anderson continues to settle down, striking out two, inducing a fly ball, 11 pitches, uh, that inning, the Marlins swung through both a fastball and a changeup for those third strikes. He's uh, bottom, just looking dominant. Just a, yes, yeah, looking like, so dominant. Like an ace. Yeah, just owning them. Looks so great. My dog agrees. Bottom third, Marcakis gets his one hit per game with a double inside the third base line. He is stranded. So, look, Marcakis got that hit. It was a double. Exit velo is over 100. He hit a 95-mile-per-hour fastball. But, God, Marcakis looks cooked at the plate, doesn't he? Like, for a month now. Just unable to catch up to fastballs. He just looks off. Like, he looks like he's fallen off the cliff, you know? Yeah, I mean, he had a um, later in the game a grounder to second where he, like, fell down doing it. It was, like, yes. all he could do to ground out the second. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's really it's it happened so quickly. Uh, it would be good if he discovered a little bit more of it. Uh, so I mean, don't you think that he's in there just for experience' sake and for leadership's sake? I mean, he made that play. I don't remember what inning it was we'll where there. he sort of yeah. We'll get there. Yes, no, no, for sure. And he's a lefty, you know, which they want against all the right-handed pitching. Um, he gets to hit a game. He gets to hit a game. You just hope someone's on, right? I mean, right. and no one ever is. No, I mean seriously. Yeah, whole, it's empty hits. Empty hit, Marcakis. Yeah. Um, well, that's not really his fault. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know, but 
Albies is doing nothing. Swenson has hit two homers, which I think is about all he's done. Uh, Duvall has not gotten a hit, I don't think, other than the one homer that he hit in the Cincinnati season series the entire postseason. Yeah. And Riley has just sort of started to pick up, but of course he's after him. So um, not really much he can do about that. Yeah, true. So top four, Anderson works around a double to Brian Anderson on a curveball that he left up, but no damage done. So Anderson is through four. He's allowed three base runners at this point. No one has advanced past second base. It is going well for Ian Anderson at this point. I mean, like, he just looks so good, Ham, to your point. I mean, he just, you know, it's so rare that he loses the strike zone, first off. Yeah. Locating his pitches. He just looks like, you know, no one's ever going to get a hit off him. It's just amazing. My God, I just love him so much. Especially that ump was giving <laughs> low strikes today, so he was getting stuff low in the zone. I mean, so was Lopez and the and the the Marlins pitchers. But yeah, and by by this time with him looking like that, um, that one run, you know, this is before the Darno homer, um, Darno homer that it looks huge, right? And is looking huger and huger as you get to. Are the, is the Braves bullpen just gonna have to go three innings? You know, and like right. it's just looking that run is just looking larger and larger and larger, and especially when he's having an eleven pitch inning, you know, and just dominating. Well, and we have one of those teams this year where you're like, okay, just get to the fifth bullpen will take over, and yeah. you're in the head of the other team going, oh my god, yeah. And if you can get to the fourth, you know what? In a short series, up one game, it's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So bottom four, the Braves strike again on that Travis Darno solo homer. And first off, the whole sound it made hitting off the metal sign in the empty stadium was just spectacular. He crushed that ball. <laughs> he really did. I mean, there was no doubt. Like, no, there was not one thing. I mean, and it got out so quickly and made that sound so quickly. It was like almost like a line drive. Yeah. Yeah. That gong. Yeah. So great. So he and Dansby each hitting homers in consecutive games. Pretty amazing. Especially when no one else is hitting. (laughs) Especially when Acuna is striking out on deck. So fifth inning, Anderson continues to cruise. One, two, three. Braves make no noise. Uh, Top six. So Anderson gets Dickerson to ground out. Birdie hits a single. And then a 10-pitch battle with Aguilar that ends in a strikeout and Anderson's day at, I'm sorry, I meant to look 94 pitches, 95 pitches, 95, I think. Yeah. His day is done. So five and two thirds, three hits, um, one double and two singles, zero runs, zero walks, eight strikes, eight strikeouts. Um, add that to his six innings of shutout, nine strikeout ball in game two of the wild card. And, his postseason career is not off to a bad start, boys. <laughs> and look, I know it was all over social media tonight. Folks probably saw this, but Bears mentioning. So with these first two postseason starts, Ian Anderson joined Steve Avery as the only pitchers in big league history to put up five-plus scoreless innings with at least eight strikeouts in each of their first two career postseason appearances. It is good stuff. Yeah, and someone I, there was someone was saying on Twitter today that, um, you know, remember when we were just hoping we might see him, you know, that he might come up and we would get a taste of it this year, just yeah, and that there wasn't room for him, 
And right. for right, and for a while, it didn't look like we were going to see him. Right, and then and then um, and wouldn't if things had played out the way they were supposed to play out. No, right. at all. Sure. Right. I mean, a lot of things not playing out the way they should have played out, and so um, and for him to just sort of then come here and then be all this, right? You know, better than Soroka almost in his first year. I mean, or as good as. Um, yeah. Certainly, as good as Freed. Um, it's pretty amazing. It's amazing. Well, he saved the season. He saved the postseason. You know, a month before we got there, right? If it really was just Freed, forget it. And now you've got this one-two punch. It's just—it's amazing. So, okay, let me. I'm going to ask you guys a question. I'm going to preface with that it's kind of dumb sports talk radio stuff. Are you excited? Yes. Yes. Not as excited as our <laughs> listeners are. Where's my air horn? <laughs> All right. So it's game seven of a series sometime later this postseason. And assuming all things are equal around like days off and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you want Freed or Anderson starting that game? Kurt? Freed. Yeah. And me too. Right. But it just sort of popped into my head and ham. Sorry, I'll let you go in a second. No, don't let it go. We've established it. It's free. (laughs) We're of one mind. I'm outvoted. (laughs) But that it's even something to consider is kind of amazing. Like just to point out how tremendously good Anderson has been. Well, and he looks like an ace. I mean, I, you know, I mean, obviously you could pick that question apart. I'm not sure I'm 100% freed. I mean, if it was in a week from now, right, if in a vacuum, it was it, but like two weeks, I don't, I mean, and what'd you say, the end of the World Series? Well, just end of a seven game, a, a game seven. I don't want to jinx anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, in another parallel universe. Um, I don't know. Anderson is just he's he just seems so calm, cool, and so does Freed. Um, I mean, he has been up in some huge situations when games have mattered, um, and has not buckled. Nope. You know, I mean, and Freed has certainly done the same. I mean, Freed had an amazing season that went under the radar last year, um, right? But uh, I would take Anderson. I think I think Anderson is more of a big game pitcher than Freed, and that will prove out over time. Wow, Ham. Well, and to play the bait, Hammy. Yeah, really. Well, I mean, way to make the stupid things stupider. No, that's what I'm here for. (laughs) Hey, I don't need much of an invitation. (laughs) Um, Uh, But you know how? um, Sorry, Kurt. um, You know, Maddox was obviously the best pitcher on that that crew. But would you say you would want him starting in a game seven? I think Smoltz. No, it was always Smoltz. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think you know, I see an Anderson maybe a little bit more of that. Just exerting their will um, over a team when they needed to, in, in the in the brief you know appearances that we've seen. Sure, not a lot of data points, but yeah, point taken. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to add a little more sports radio. It, the unfortunately, louder, for the Kurt, Braves, scream, scream. Yes, yeah. It's um, it always seems to be a situation where they get in these situations and there is a piece that's missing out of the scenario, which of course is Mike Soroka this year. And I can't imagine it. Maybe Mike Soroka getting hurt was the reason that we got to see Ian Anderson at all, but it's just so unfortunate that this team as great as they are, how much more amazing we would be sitting right now in our minds. If Mike Soroka 
and Max Fried and Ian Anderson were the top three options that we had going into any series. I, I would take them battling against the Dodgers any day of the week. Right. No, there's no doubt. I mean, one more top of the rotation guy would just been the whole thing would have seemed like an embarrassment of riches. Hey, Kyle Wright has the stuff to be that person, just has not put it together yet. But, you know, I mean, he's yeah. not Soroka. Let's or talk tomorrow. Yes, exactly. Check in. Yeah, 24 and of hours course, the now. big thing, the big thing with him and with Wilson, if we end up getting to that point, is they just can't walk guys. I mean, uh, Freed and Anderson both. I, I, I don't remember what Max's numbers were, but I know that wasn't much. And Anderson only walked one guy today, so they've got to no just guys keep today. the basis, right? Did he? I didn't know one guy. Oh, he had one, one, one guy. Book. Yeah, first inning. Right, 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 right. All right. So Darren O'Day relieves Anderson in the sixth, promptly um, hits someone. And then walks Cooper to load the bases. So, like, it's really, it's some trouble out on the base paths. And then induces a soft ground ball from Matt Joyce to Freddie Freeman to end the sixth. Uh, bottom six, more one, two, three from the Braves off. How worried were you there? Like, did you I think? I wasn't worried. Yeah, I just was either. like, no, he's going to get a ground ball here. I just, know, I yeah. really wasn't. In that situation, I, exactly. I felt like Joyce was so outmatched by O'Day even before it started. And then the first pitch, I'm like, yeah, this is an out. Right. Totally. Well, and it's, it's you know, there's been a couple of guys now who have had not great innings and have managed to escape unscathed. We saw it with O'Day. We saw it with Chris Martin yesterday. Um, I'm trying to think there was somebody in the – Maybe it was Matzik in the Red Series that he had sort of a rough inning that he was able to get out well, of. Right, the 13 inning, we had a couple, right? Two. Yeah. Well, he came in and got yeah. out of one, and then the next inning he created one and then got out of that one. Right, right. Um, all right, so the seventh, Matzik comes in and cruises, one, two, three. Bottom of the seventh, more strikeouts for the Braves. Um, top of the eighth, so Will Smith is in and things almost get dicey. So Corey Dickerson reaches on a Dansby error and then Birdie flies out to right a ball that Marcakis knows he can't get to, but he deeks Dickerson just enough so that Dickerson leans back toward the bag right before seeing that Marcakis will not catch the ball. And then Marcakis plays it perfectly. Like, and really the only way to make what was about to play out happen on one bounce, bare hands it, Fires straight to Dansby on the fly, who was standing on the bag at second. Dickerson is out on a force, and it is, it's really kind of a game changer at that point, right? It would have been two on, no out, turns to man on first, one out, and you're the Marlins, and if you didn't think you were dejected before, yeah, um, you know, you are not feeling good about that turn of events right there. And it was, and, uh, perf- yeah, it was perfection on. A lot. Of, I mean, the that barehanded catch, the way he played the angle, it had sort of a funny bounce. He still, you know, had the presence of mind to sort of catch it cleanly, fire it, and it was, you know, it was a rising throw. It wasn't a perfect throw, but then Dansby's just like as tall as he can be, leaning out, you know, meeting the ball as much as he right. can while staying on the base, and not get and not getting slid into, not getting slid into. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a perfect play, and it's. We said it a lot on these past couple of shows. That's what teams that win playoff series make those plays, right? When the ball bounce, you you make the ball bounce your way, um, and and they totally shorten the inning and and like you said, turn the tides again there. Yeah, and then they went quietly the rest of the inning. But my God, what a moment in the mm-hmm. game! Mm-hmm. 
Uh, bottom eighth, Riley gets his one hit of the game. Acuna strikes out for the 57th time. And we go to the ninth, where Melanson continues to dominate. Ground out, strike out, ground out, 13 pitches. And here we are looking to sweep tomorrow. So, you know, this was a 2-0 game, but it didn't even feel that close. You know, I mean, Ham, you had texted something at the end of the game about just total domination. And, you know, the score doesn't necessarily reflect that. But it just I mean, it never really felt like the Marlins were in that game. Do you agree? 100 percent. From the first pitch, once Anderson got out of the first inning, um, I knew that we all we needed was a run or two. You know, and then when Dansby got it there, it's like, yeah, this game is over. I mean, they were never in it. Uh, yeah, on a on a day when we had four hits, you know, um, it's just the the amazing part of all of this so far has been the fact that the thing that was supposed to be the glaring weakness for the Braves going into the postseason has been ridiculous. I mean, they're the, only the third team ever to throw three shutouts in their first four postseason games. Um, I th- I heard they were the the only team. No, no, they're the yep. third. Um, it's like the one going way back, and then yeah. like the the Giants in the fifties or something like that. Um, but yeah, and both of those teams won the World Series. So um, it's just every guy yes, that stepped up and gone there. And uh, granted, it's been the two guys that are so good at the top of our rotation. We haven't clearly seen how deep this goes, but. The performances by these two starting pitchers. And, you know, if you're the Marlins, you think, okay, we got to Freed. Um, Freddie's done absolutely nothing. Um, We've held their offense down relatively. I mean, obviously, the end of that game yesterday got away from them. But, I mean, they're sort of doing all the things they have wanted to do. I mean, Lopez comes out today and gives up three hits and two runs, which is a great start. Um, And yet here you sit 0-2. It's because they're losers. Well, look, their offense can't do anything, and part of it is they don't have a tremendous offense. But the pitching, to your point, Kurt, has just carried the team, carried the offense, buried the competition. I mean, it's just been it's just been so dominant. It's going to get first four games. Yeah, knock on wood. It's going to get a lot harder in the coming rounds. Right. I mean, yeah. Dodgers or Padres are much deeper and harder to get through the lineup than the Reds and the Marlins. No doubt about it. And Clevenger not only leaving in the you know second inning last night and then being replaced on the roster today does not bode super well for, uh, for the Padres. No. And they're also playing the Dodgers. <laughs> right, which doesn't bode well for the Padres. Yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, we've, we've probably, probably faced the two worst offenses in the playoffs. Um, probably. Yeah, probably. All right, guys. So let's talk about the Braves offense, the bullpen and tomorrow's game right after this quick break. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Look, we just talked about it. The pitching has been absurd the entire postseason. But aside from a few moments here and there, lots of zeros from Freddie, Ozuna, Ozzy, Duvall. Um, I mean, not a. I don't have a huge point here other than those guys will need to wake up if this thing continues in the direction we think it's going in, you know, to go, you know, deeper into this postseason. I well, mean, yeah, it just has to happen. Yeah, I mean, you have, like we were saying, you have to figure that at some point this shutout streak is going to end. I mean, our pitching is great, but, like, it's we haven't faced great offenses yet. Right, we're so, going to see three, four, and five if we, you know, continue to move along. Here. Yeah, and, and it's going to be a lot harder. Um, lot, you know, a lot less room for error and, and playing seven games back to back to back to back to back, right? So just high pressure games. So, um, the offense has to come alive. It has to, it obviously, and the pitching is going to get harder, right? You, I mean, it's not like once, we, I mean, these guys have thrown a lot of great, I mean, Bauer, Castillo, Alcantara, Lopez. I mean, those are all top line pitchers, but we top line pitchers ahead. You know, if you look right. at the Dodgers and it looks like the Rays are going to win this one. So, um, you know, it's going to get harder. But I don't know. I mean, what I mean, they're so striking out a lot. How do you, what do you, what, you know, just well, stop striking out? I think out? Freddie's ready to break out. Freddie's hitting the ball. Freddie, you know, Freddie's hitting the ball. Ozuna seems either really good or really bad. Ozzy has not seemed great. Like Ozzy and Duval to me, are the two biggest worries. Like they just seem um, out of sync, right? Of, of all those guys, to me, they're the biggest worries. I don't know. Do you guys, do you see it any different, Kurt? No. Um, Duval in particular is completely lost. Uh, he hit one that almost went out today, um, but it's, you know, it's, he, he got a little better in this series, not, um, swinging at those balls that were low and a foot outside. But yeah, it's just the Braves are racking up lots of strikeouts, which I know obviously something that plagued them this year. Um, but they're going to have to be taking advantage of more of these opportunities they have. They're not getting a ton um, and because of the good pitching. And so when they're actually going to start giving up some runs, they need to make sure that they're when they're given the opportunity that they take advantage. And I mean, we talked about Freeman yesterday, obviously. And, you know, we said if he goes hitless for the Marlin series, then maybe we'd get concerned. Um, I mean, you know, he, you know, he hit that ball, I don't know, probably sixth inning, uh, r- you know, right center gap. And they just got a really good jump. Sure. Off. No, you no. know, I mean, again, I'm like, he's hitting the ball hard. Yeah. Um, he, he does still have just one hit in the postseason. No, I, so. I, I hear you. It's so, not amazing. Um, yeah, I, the, it, totally. I mean, we're going to have to have some guys break out of their funk. I mean, it's good to see Riley getting some hits in this series. Nothing seems like it's really hit hard, <laughs> but yeah. at least it's getting out there and getting into play. But yeah, I mean, 
between Freeman, Ozuna, and Albies, we need to have a couple of those guys start you think it's getting worth, some productive at-bats. You think it's worth mixing up the lineup? No. Uh, no, I wouldn't. But, I, it, you know, it might serve to maybe sit Duvall for a day and let Pache start. Um, I know it'll never happen, but maybe just to give him a day just to sort of catch his breath. Yeah, it seems like guaranteed less offense, though. But putting Pache in there, you know, from 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 nothing, Duvall from... has got a, a donut for the series. So I don't no, know how I, we can I have understand. less. I understand. But he had so much success this year. Sure. Well, I think we also forget as great as Duvall was and as clutch as Duvall was this year. And as much as we loved his contribution, I mean, he only batted like 240. Yeah. No, I hear you. All right, so let's talk about the bullpen for a minute and the guys who've been used in both games in this Marlin series. O'Day, 19 total pitches. Matzik, 27 pitches. Smith, 19 pitches. Melanson, 20 pitches. So, Ham, you think any of these guys are unavailable tomorrow in Game 3? Hmm. Maybe Matzik? But I don't know. God, he's looked so good. Um, O'Day, to me, has looked the shakiest of all four of those guys, right? To me, I think he's... Yeah, and and I think I would be surprised to see him in every game of the series. You know, I, I, I mean, we haven't seen Green yet. We haven't seen Minter. There's so many guys we haven't seen. Um, right, Martin didn't pitch today, so he's... Yeah. I mean, depending I, uh, on the situation, I mean, if it's, you know... I think we could see Melanson again, and if it's if it's a safe situation, um, I bet we don't see those other guys. I don't know. Will Smith threw how many pitches did Will Smith throw? He's at nineteen over the two games. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, no. I feel like the only person we see again, possibly tomorrow, is Melanson. You know, I was I went to Melanson's game log. Um, sure that I would not see him ever have been used on three consecutive days. But he was. In the middle of September, in a Nationals series, all three games were the Nationals, and he pitched on three consecutive days. He threw 22 pitches through that first two, and across those three games, three innings, zero runs, one walk. So I think if the situation calls for it, we 100% see Melanson tomorrow. Yeah, and the other guys maybe you're right. I mean, like Mar- you know, no Martin, no Green, no Minter. Um, he's got a lot of options tomorrow. And don't you figure if they have the potential to sweep, they're going to want to do anything they possibly can to wrap this up as quick as possible. Oh sure, oh sure. But you got to you just have to weigh that with are those guys going to be effective on a third day? Right. I mean, Matzik's not gone three days in a row. Smith has not gone three days in a row. O'Day has not gone three days in a row. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it also depends on what right gives you. A hundred percent. There's like a million game situation things that is going to dictate uh, some of this stuff. Um, yeah. So, by the way, let's not see. Um, oh, God, what's his name? Grant. Like, it was the, the long reliever. Tomlin. Tomlin. I just went, I blanked on Tomlin. Let's not see Tomlin. You so don't want to see him. You erased him from your mind. Exactly. Really be great if we didn't see Tomlin tomorrow. Agreed. 
Or at um, all. So let's talk about tomorrow, guys, to wrap things up. So Sixto gets his chance in the game versus Wright. Um, you know, Sixto has, do- I mean, we talked about it on Sunday, Sixto has dominated us at times. Wright has looked really, really good his last two games. I mean, look, I don't feel like it's Ian Anderson going out there again, but I have confidence in Wright, and I'm just not scared of the Marlins pitchers. Like, I just, you know, we know what to do here. We know how to grind through the really good starters and figure it out, you know? Totally agree. I think we're playing um, with utmost confidence. We're just patient, you know, doing the right things um, and peaking. All of our players are playing, you know, except for the offense. But we're we're winning, and I don't I don't see a I, you know, I just feel like we're going to cruise through this series. We just seem to be really peaking right now. And if Wright starts walking guys and things start getting away from him, they will pull him immediately, and we will see Tomlin. I mean, they've got arms in the bullpen for days, and they'll use him. Right? I don't think I don't foresee something getting really out of control. Uh, while Wright is on the mound because they just won't let it happen. Yeah. And that our, I mean, we, we just went on and on about how bad our offense was, but we can also put up six runs in an inning, right? And, it, and we're not going to go too long without putting up a little, you know, some crooked numbers, as they say. So, And I, I feel like Acuna breaks out tomorrow. I feel like Freddie breaks out tomorrow. Like, I think that the top of the lineup is going to do some damage tomorrow just for – no good reason other than they're due, you know? And they get some days off. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, the you know, the next series that shall not be named, I think it starts on Monday. So that would be awfully nice to take care of business tomorrow. Let's do it. I mean, Kurt, did you think they win tomorrow? I know when we predicted this on Sunday, we were all like, they take it in four, they lose game three. But after you've seen these first two games, you confident tomorrow? Uh, totally. Um, but, you know, I, I, they could still lose this game tomorrow. Uh, I, 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 the Braves are infinitely better. I mean, they've shown in every facet that they are the better team. Um, but losing one game is not going to change opinion about that. Um, and with Kyle Wright, you just never know. I mean, he has looked brilliant his last couple of starts, but he's also had really bad starts. And it's just going to be how he can. I know he said he's chomping at the bit, ready to go out there. And I'm sure he is. He's, you know, it, it's the same with, I think, with the bullpen. The old guys are are sort of regenerated off of watching these young starters go out and do what they're doing. And I'm sure Kyle Wright is a young guy watching these other guys go out and perform. He's amped up, too, and ready to you know, offer his contributions to this effort. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, you just, I, I just don't know what we're going to get from him and it might be one bad inning. Like he's been prone to have where he just all of a sudden loses it. And I mean, I wouldn't imagine they're going to let him go at best more than two times through the lineup. If he's cruising, man, Snicker will (laughs) leave him out there. I think, I mean, look, we talked about the drama heading into today's game. Uh, you know, and how would Anderson look in his second postseason start? My God, the drama of how is Wright going to fare in his first? It's exciting, man. God, it is so exciting. Especially when we have the lead. Can you imagine yeah, if, we da- if we were down two zip? No. It no. would be nauseating. <laughs> These would be the worst shows ever. <laughs> so true. <laughs> 
All right, guys, that is the show. We will be back tomorrow, Thursday night, with a Game 3 recap and hopefully talking about a sweep. Remember, you can find us at Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. You can always find us at AtlantaBaseballTalk.com. Follow us on Twitter at ATL Baseball Talk and like us on Facebook. Thanks again for listening, and go Braves! Thanks for listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. To find new shows, to post in our forum, or to send a comment, please visit us at atlantabaseballtalk.com. Had to admit the problem, it's a hard thing to admit. Had to get on the program, it ain't an easy road when you quit. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.